0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: Joining you here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Matt. And Bonnie. There's been some news coming out of BRICS. And surprisingly, this hasn't caught much attention. I happen to see a video from RT, Russia Today, reporting on this. BRICS, of course, is the other alliance uh sort of economic alliance of big countries out there so you've got as opposed to nato um maybe nato but also like the g7 i think is uh like that's the u.s it's canada it's the japanese i think europe i believe and then a couple others i'm not thinking of right now Uh, and then BRICS is brazil russia india china and south africa for now although there's something like Two dozen countries that have applied to join BRICS, so there's a big push. Are there from... more
2: on the wait list for BRICS than want to get into G7?
1: I don't know if you can get into G7. I'm not sure what the rules are uh, on that one, Bonnie, but uh, definitely there are a lot of countries that are interested in joining BRICS to push back against the economic dominance of the United States and just generally the Western world.
0: Has anybody ever stopped for a second to think about why the United States became so economically dominant in the first place? Well, it had a lot of freedom for a, a long lot of freedom. time. Not maybe. anymore. Yeah, maybe they want to walk away from it a little bit now because the United States isn't as prosperous as it once was because it's so repressed.
2: Yeah, I mean, the crypto stuff alone is going to take us back so many uh, years compared to other countries that aren't cracking down on people who want to do things in the cryptocurrency world. Yeah. That
0: alone. I mean, if you look at that, the opportunity cost on that's astronomical, like not being able to perform in a marketplace is, you know, that's a loss in itself.
2: It's going to make people a lot more poor than it would if, uh, the government just left us alone.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: unfortunately they are cracking down on crypto here and some countries are welcoming towards people with crypto. Now, I'm not sure where BRICS is at uh, on crypto. There's always rumors like, oh, BRICS is going to adopt Bitcoin. Well, okay, that hasn't happened. Fat chance. Uh, Yeah, like why would central banks want to go in that direction? It doesn't make any sense.
2: I really thought Russia was about to do it when everybody was sanctioning them.
1: Yeah, and that was another thing that kind of got tossed around a little bit, um, but it never really became anything. Central banks, as long as they exist, are not going to want to get rid of their monopoly. Uh, on controlling a currency, which is why this news is somewhat surprising coming out of BRICS. And I'll just let RT do the reporting here, but it it's them basically confirming the rumors that they've been working on a gold-backed currency oh, that's interesting. for the BRICS countries. The
3: BRICS group is set to introduce a new currency backed by gold, in contrast to the credit-backed U.S. dollar, with countries lining up to join the growing initiative.
1: This is from RT. The BRICS now. countries are planning to introduce a new trading currency, which will be backed by gold. More and more countries recently expressed desire to join BRICS. This is coming from the Russian embassy in Kenya making this announcement. That's what they're citing Decision
3: here. comes a month ahead of scheduled Alliance Summit in Johannesburg, South Africa. 41 countries have since shown their interest in BRICS membership and its new currency implementation. Russia's foreign ministry... Has 41
1: countries are interested. So more wow. than I even had thought. Now, not all of them are gonna get in. Are maybe. any of
2: them in G seven looking to leave G seven and doubt go it. into BRICS?
1: Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to leave G seven and mm-hmm. join BRICS. That would be a
0: And if these are countries that are already socialist leaning and they're probably already third world and haven't discovered why they're third world in mm-hmm. the first place, now they're just gonna go it's a it's a it's a philosophy of parasitism to be socialist in the first place. And these governments haven't dis- discovered that The reason they're so bad off is because of that philosophy in the first place, and now they're just trying to do it on a country level with other countries. You got, what, 40 countries that want to join these other kind of wonky, economically wonky states that are slightly bigger?
1: In North Korea, you can get a radio, but it's locked onto the official state channel. So like, you can turn it on, you can turn it off. You can
0: turn it up and down as far as the volume, but there's no tuning dial. I bet they have a permit f- system for it, too. Like, you need to have it inspected. Get a it radio a permit. While. Yeah, that could be. You know, you can't even listen to it unless it's inspected by a state inspector for hacking. You know, could you imagine being in? I'd, I'd immediately be tearing it apart that radio and trying to take any, like, blocks out of it and stuff. I mean,
1: yeah, well, that's probably going to line you in, uh, yeah. in a prison if they catch you. On, can't on you go to prison yeah.
2: for listening to K-pop there?
1: Yeah, if you South if Korean you have music. any kind of South Korean media you will oh. be punished in, right in North Korea. Absolutely. I think
0: in North Korea the 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 women have like seven hairstyles to choose from and the men have like three. Yeah, you have like to that.
1: basically wear the hairstyle of the great leader. Right. Well, <laughs> or or whatever it is he's approved of. How freakish. Yeah. It's It's, it's a wild, uh, you know, Whatever you start researching North Korea, it's just absolutely a wild Well, the military thing.
0: does it, right? The U.S. military does that. They bring everybody in the military. They immediately Put shave them on all the their heads haircut. and make them all look the same. Yeah, exactly. You take away your individuality.
2: Every time I hear about something that other people don't have the freedom to do and I do, it just makes me, like, almost cry.
1: Yeah, it would it would be very sad to find out that Yeonmi Park, who has been an ostensible libertarian for some time. She's
2: I, been to our house, right? No. She wasn't the one that went to the CAC. To the Keene
1: Activist Center. No, I don't think so. There were some people from Liberty in North Korea that oh. came here, and they did give a presentation uh, to the Libertarians here in Keene, and they also, I think, did one at the the library. Renee town.
2: told me about it. I thought for sure she said that it was Yummy Park.
1: nope no, no Yummy Park was not in that group, but uh, oh. Renee uh, did meet Yummy Park at a Libertarian event in oh. Washington D.C. Maybe that that's what
2: to. I was thinking of.
1: So, uh, like I said, if you know more about what Yonmi Park has been allegedly saying in regards to a potential invasion of China, I mean, I, that would be a real sad thing to learn about. I have not yet seen the actual uh, evidence for this particular claim. And, you know, if you're a libertarian, you shouldn't be rattling the saber for any kind of invasion anywhere. Uh, you should know that that's not going to actually make life better for the people in those countries. And certainly, uh, you know, getting those people out and assisting with those uh, people getting out, I support, which is why I've donated on a monthly basis to Liberty in North Korea, which is a group that does just that. That they they find out about people who are you know trying to escape or have escaped, and they provide whatever kind of assistance that they can. So helping the people escape through China, for instance, and get them to South Korea, because that's the challenge: is you have to you have to escape from North Korea into China, and then escape from China. <laughs> into south korea so it's a really long procedure to get out from or at least the, the standard way of doing things would be to go go that way I'm, I'm sure there's other ways of doing it that are more risky for instance like trying to leave north korea and just go straight into south korea without stopping in china probably involves more risk of getting detected well they have by the you north know koreans
2: like guards at that what do they call it the
1: the demilitarized zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely probably cannot easily go through that way.
2: I uh, another word for it, too. It's like, not ground zero, but something like that.
1: I don't know what that would be. They call it the DMZ, which is DMZ, the... DMZ, that, uh,
2: yeah. That's, that's the thinking. shorthand Demilitarized or zone. Correct. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we can come back to North Korea in a moment, but what started this whole conversation about these tyrannical nations was the discussion about BRICS, mm. which is set to, according to RT... Which is a pretty reliable news source set to introduce a currency backed by gold. It's
3: stated that if African states show enthusiasm, the group's expansion may also be on a Russia-Africa summit's agenda in the end of July. As of now, the BRICS group remains comprised of Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa. Former statistician general of South Africa Pali Lahola says the gold bank's currency will facilitate the advancement of developing countries. Gold bank's currency?
1: gold backed oh. so an actual currency backed by gold which hasn't existed on this planet in any kind of you know governmental sense in since what nixon. 50 years right since nixon mm-hmm. uh, wiped it out here in the united states
4: avoid using the gold standard uh, we have gone for almost uh, 40, 45 years now since 1980 when this was dropped.
1: This is Pali Lehoula, who is the former South African statistician general speaking here.
4: Uh, And we have seen the consequences, particularly of this, uh, to the developing countries uh, when the dollar was uh, adopted as a a standard and gold, not as such. Yet against that, uh, there's been accumulation of gold uh, in the developing world south africa had a much stronger currency when the gold standard was still in force by going the the gold standard by many countries uh that many african countries of course have this will be of great benefit uh, to strengthening uh their, their 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 the currency uh the single currency that is backed by gold
1: gg is on the line in south carolina gg you're on free talk live go ahead
5: Good evening, everyone. I haven't called the show in for quite a few weeks. Welcome. And there are a few things I would like to get off my chest. Okay. First of all, mega, mega congrats to Nikki on her recent beautiful marriage. She and her husband should only have years of excellent health. He doesn't
0: deserve her, that
1: guy.
5: (laughs) I adore that woman. She is sharp. And sweet and she didn't bright. Hear it. Secondly,
1: Matt oh, is nice here. Her husband is actually hosting tonight. Uh, Matt, our, our co host, is oh. husband. <laughs>
5: well, as they say in Hebrew, Matthew, Mazeltal. Mazeltal,
0: L'chaim. Thank you.
5: <laughs> You're so cute. I love your wife. She is smart and always a lady on the phone. Yeah,
0: she's all right. <laughs>
5: yeah, you'll keep her for a while. Yeah,
0: yeah she does good.
5: Indeed. And All right, Gigi. Next what else? My thing is I was listening to something so interesting on a radio news program a couple of days ago. I'm a, I'm a news junkie like the captain, and it was quite eye opening. The journalist that was hosting the program—I don't remember the gentleman's name—was saying something to the effect, I'm paraphrasing, of how years ago. Nixon and Kissinger were ready to trash Daniel Ellsberg for being a traitor, getting his Tuchis thrown in jail, and he was seen as a traitor because of not being transparent by our illustrious government with the he? Pentagon Papers. And Daniel Ellsberg
1: the was the Post. journalist... Gigi, you have to explain here. Daniel Ellsberg was the journalist in the 1970s, I think, who... Uh, went public with the Pentagon Papers, which revealed, uh, what was it about the, was that the Vietnam War? What was the Pentagon Papers covering it? I'm a little rusty on that. Gigi, do we lose you? Yep. Hmm.
2: We're just hearing fuzz from her line.
0: Do you
1: remember, Matt, Pentagon Papers? Which I am one not was?
0: sure what, I should know that because my dad was addicted to that whole story too, and I yeah. heard about it. My whole life. And I just I think I, I think I get over in it by my dad. So I didn't pay attention anymore.
1: The Pentagon Papers were officially titled The Report of the Office of the Secretary of Defense Vietnam Task Force is a history of the U.S. Uh, United States political and military involvement in Vietnam from 1945 to 1967. And uh, the report was commissioned by Secretary of Defense in 1967. In June of 1971, small portions of the report were leaked to the press and widely distributed. The papers were first brought to the public's attention on the front page of the New York Times. In 1971, the Nixon administration obtained a restraining order to stop the publication of the papers, but the Times appealed to the Supreme Court, which dissolved the restraining order and allowed their publication. So this was like a, a big reveal uh, and it was Daniel Ellsberg who passed away recently, if I recall correctly. Uh, he had been the sort of the the main journalist that his kind of the name was on this this release, and he got a lot of uh, attention, both I'm sure negative from the government people and positive.
2: And he got arrested, like Gigi was saying.
1: Uh, I don't know, Gigi. Are you still with us, Gigi? Did we lose you? I think we lost. Or did we still yeah, lost she's her. She's gone. Uh, Pentagon Papers revealed the U.S. had secretly enlarged the scope of its actions in the Vietnam War with coastal raids on North Vietnam and Marine Corps attacks, none of which were reported in the mainstream media. For his disclosure of the Pentagon Papers, Ellsberg was initially charged with conspiracy, espionage, and theft of government property. Those charges were later dismissed after prosecutors investigating the Watergate scandal discovered that staff members in the Nixon White House had ordered the so-called White House plumbers to engage on unlawful efforts to discredit Ellsberg.
2: The so-called White House plumbers?
1: Yeah, these is a group I'm not familiar with. Um,
2: Maybe I they guess... were the ones that brought cocaine into the White House. Yeah, the
1: could very well <laughs> be. They were in
2: the storage closet looking for a wrench.
1: Just to kind of round out the bricks discussion... Uh, It sounds like they're going to do this thing with a gold backed currency, which would be amazing. Now, it's not clear whether it's probably pretty well trounce the US dollar. That's the idea. And I think that's that is what they are intending to do is to give the countries of the world another alternative that's actually worth something. Something that's actually backed.
0: I doubt that their motivations are charitable or...
1: They want to take down the go- the U.S. government's dominance. I mean, that's what I think the, the goal is here, ultimately.
0: My question would be, will the people who live in those BRICS countries be forced to turn in any gold that they own?
1: Good question. Uh, we know that the African, one of the African gold mining nations is mandating that 20% of the gold miners... Take whatever it is that they mine out of the earth has to go to the government.
2: Twenty percent. Twenty percent. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: That's insane. uh
1: and That's I,
2: like you. Know, I mean, we get taxed more than that, but it's so in your face that that's like straight up just obvious stuff.
0: Just that's of course that's what it is. That's where you're mining. You're mining. You're mining. You, you back every available dump truck up to the mine, and you take all that mud wash that's not gold, and you take twenty percent of that, and you <laughs> dump it. At the footsteps of the Capitol building in that country. <laughs> now, what's not clear yet about this
1: particular BRICS gold-backed currency is, will this currency just be for the use of governments? Meaning that, is it going to be for like governmental trading between one another? Governmental, uh, you know, we're, we're going to buy your uh, your currency and hold it as an asset on the central bank, right? Like that kind of thing. Or is it going to be something that the actual people of these countries can get their hands on? I suspect it's going to be the former and not the latter, but it's too early to say at this point whether this is going to be sort of internal to those governments or external to the people of uh, of these places. Obviously, it would be best if it was uh, something the people could get their hands on that's actually backed by gold. Unfortunately, we're not to the point where you know the average person is interested in cryptocurrency yet. Um, and, and again, I would not trust this particular currency to be backed by gold for nope. more than 10 years or something nope. like that. Uh, they, they, but either way, it's, it is interesting to see this thing hitting the scene, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens to the dominance of the U.S. dollar as a result of that. I, I personally... I'm looking forward to seeing the dollar fail. I understand that that is not necessarily good news for people who hold dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got time, though, as Aaron Day, the Republican presidential candidate, who's the only one that actually is pro-liberty, is a free stater. As he points out, you know, uh, the transition is not complete yet into the CBDC or the central bank digital currency. They haven't actually gone through with that yet in the United States. So you do have time To protect yourself by getting out of the dollar or the euro or whatever central bank currency it is that you're saddled with wherever you live.
2: You also have time to get to a place where you have a community. So if Walmart suddenly is out of stock of everything, you can still survive. You shouldn't live in a place where you don't know any of your neighbors and stuff like that.
1: That's good adv- uh, good advice as well, Bonnie. If you are a libertarian, you ought to get to New Hampshire. That is the, uh, some are calling it the libertarian homeland. Uh, this is a place where you can actually have a community of freedom-minded people that you can do trades with in gold, that you can do trades with in, in cryptocurrency. Right now, that, that mm-hmm. exists today. Yep. In fact, you just cooked up some uh, pork chops. some pork chops here tonight that we got from Jay Noon. Yep, uh, and who, I bought them. With and I think we Bitcoin. can talk about this because he talks about these things on the air. That that uh, you paid with cryptocurrency yep. to buy these uh, these pork chops, and they were absolutely fantastic. And you know, raised by free stater types, and you know, the government basically didn't touch the, <laughs> these uh, these picks. Yep. So
2: he gives them less, uh, you know, dangerous things. To eat, mm-hmm. dangerous for humans. Like he doesn't feed his well pigs fed. soy.
0: Yeah. They, they and they forage in the woods too. Like he opens wow. up big big plots of land in the woods for them. So they go around eating acorns and That's stuff awesome. like that. They they're, they're real happy pigs. He had a hard time finding pigs. Uh, I I think this happened to Neil and uh, em, uh, Emily back in the day when they started uh, Bardo too. They had a hard time finding pigs that had hooves that would be um, appropriate for living in the dirt. Because pigs over the years have been bred to stand on concrete for the entirety oh, of their lives. Wow. So the pigs that are born like bred to live on concrete can't can't get around in the dirt.
2: Wow. That's not Whoa. even how I picture like the average pig farm. I picture it like a big backyard with mud, I guess. It's not.
0: It's yeah. a Dang. big Industrial. cement pole barn.
2: That sucks. That's
0: awful. It's yeah. like prison. Yeah, so having having this good this good meat to, to fall back on from uh from places like Bardo and from Jay or that's just fantastic. These people literally
1: you know, feed this uh, Liberty community they do, here. They do, and, it's, and it's you know, and,
0: and it'd be it'd be great if there was even more people like that planting big gardens, things right. like that. And uh, you know, we're we're literally going galt here. This is Galt's Gulch from Atlas Shrugged. This is the true Galt's What is Gulch? That? Can you describe what that Galt's is? Galt's Gulch is where all the uh productive people disappeared to as the government became more and more mm. uh, domineering in the book Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. So when that happened and uh, it was just the government was making it impossible for anybody who was self-made to exist, they disappeared and took their goods and services and muscle and 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 ability to a secret location in Colorado and lived there. And it was called Galt's Gulch. Just to kind
1: of round out the BRICS discussion, uh, it sounds like they're going to do this thing with a gold-backed currency, which would be amazing. Now, it's not clear... Whether well, they probably cons- pretty well trounce the U.S. dollar. If they that's do that. the idea. I and mean, I think that is that is what they are intending to do, is to give the countries of the world another alternative that's actually worth something, something that's actually backed.
0: I doubt that their motivations
1: are charitable or— They want to take down the, go- the U.S. government's dominance. I mean, that's what I think the, the goal is here, ultimately.
0: My question would be, will the people who live in those— countries be forced to turn in any gold that they own
1: good question mm-hmm. uh we know that the african one of the african gold mining nations is mandating that 20 percent of the gold miners take whatever it is that they mine out of the earth has to go to the government
2: 20 20 percent that's crazy yeah.
0: that's insane uh
1: and that's I'd,
2: like you know, i mean we get taxed more than that but it's so in your face that that's like Straight up, just obvious stuff. It's
0: just, that's, of course, that's what it is. That's where you're mining, you mining, you're mining, you back every available dump truck up to the mine, and you take all that mud wash that's not gold, and you take 20% of that, and you Ugh. dump it at the footsteps of the Capitol building in that country. <laughs> now, what's not clear yet about this
1: particular BRICS gold backed currency is will this currency just be for the use of governments, meaning that? Is it going to be for like governmental trading between one another, governmental, uh, you know, we're going to buy your, uh, your currency and hold it as an asset on the central bank, right? Like that kind of thing. Or is it going to be something that the actual people of these countries can get their hands on? I suspect it's going to be the former and not the latter, but it's too early to say at this point whether this is going to be sort of internal to those governments or external to the people of, uh, of these places. Obviously, it'd be best if it was uh, something that people could get their hands on that's actually backed by gold. Unfortunately, we're not to the point where you know the average person is interested in cryptocurrency yet. Um, and and again, I would not trust this particular currency to be backed by gold for nope. more than ten years or something nope. like that. Uh, they they but either way, it's it is interesting to see this thing hitting the scene, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens to the dominance of the U.S. dollar as a result of that. I I personally and looking forward to seeing the dollar fail. I understand that that is not necessarily good news for people who hold dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got time, though, as Aaron Day, the Republican presidential candidate, who's the only one that actually is pro-liberty, is a free stater. As he points out, you know, uh, the transition is not complete yet into the CBDC or the central bank digital currency. They haven't actually gone through with that yet in the United States. So you do have time. To protect yourself by getting out of the dollar or the euro or whatever central bank currency it is that you're saddled with wherever you live.
2: You also have time to get to a place where you have a community. So if Walmart suddenly is out of stock of everything, you can still survive. You shouldn't live in a place where you don't know any of your neighbors and stuff like that.
1: That's good uh, good advice as well, Bonnie. If you are a libertarian, you ought to get to New Hampshire. That is the, uh, some are calling it the libertarian homeland. Uh, this is a place where you can actually have a community of freedom-minded people that you can do trades with in gold, that you can do trades with in, in cryptocurrency. Right now, that, that mm-hmm. exists today. Yep. In fact, you just cooked up some uh, pork some pork chops here tonight that we got from Jay Noon. Yep, uh, and who I bought them with. I, and I think we Bitcoin. can talk about this because he talks about these things on the air that that uh, you paid with cryptocurrency yep. to buy these uh, these pork chops, and they were absolutely fantastic. And you know, raised by free stater types, and you know, the government basically didn't touch the, <laughs> these uh, these picks. Yep. So
2: he gives them less, uh, you know, dangerous things. For, to eat, dangerous mm-hmm. for humans. Like he doesn't feed his well pigs fed. soy.
0: Yeah. They, they, and they forage in the woods too. Like he opens wow. up big big plots of land in the woods for him. So they go around eating acorns and That's stuff awesome. like that. They, they're, they're real happy pigs. He had a hard time finding pigs. Uh, I, I think this happened to Neil and uh, Emily back in the day when they started uh, Bardo too. They had a hard time finding pigs that had hooves that would be um, appropriate for living in the dirt. Because pigs over the years have been bred to stand on concrete for the oh. entirety of their lives. Wow. So the pigs that are born like bred to live on concrete can't can't get around in the dirt.
2: Wow. That's not Whoa. even how I picture like the average pig farm. I picture it like a big backyard with mud, I guess. It's not.
0: It's mm-hmm. a big, big industrial cement pole barn.
2: That sucks.
0: That's awful. It's yeah. like prison. Yeah, so having having this good this good meat to to fall back on from uh from places like Bardo and from Jay, or that's just fantastic. These people and, literally know, feed this uh, Liberty Community. They do, they do, and, it's, and it's you know, and, and it'd be it'd be great if there was even more people like that planting big gardens, things right. like that. And uh, you know, we're we're literally going Galt here. This is Galt's Gulch from Atlas Shrugged. This is the true Gulch. What is Gulch. that? Can you describe what that Galt's is? Galt's Gulch is where all the uh, productive people disappeared to as the government became more and more mm. uh, domineering in the book Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. So when that happened and uh, it was just the government was making it impossible for anybody who was self-made to exist, they disappeared and took their goods and services and muscle and 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 ability to a secret location in Colorado and lived there. And it was called Galt's Gulch.
1: Yeah, nothing can uh, help us more than more freedom-minded people than uh, getting here. And it, and it helps you, right? Like mm-hmm. when you join a community... Of like minded people that already is doing the things that you dream about, right? Mm -hmm. Like being able to buy things with gold, silver, cryptocurrency, uh, trading with other freedom minded individuals, kind of keeping it in the family, uh, so to speak, with uh, the, the marketplace. We see this going on all the time here in New Hampshire. They have what they call Market Day, mm-hmm. that happens regularly in different areas of the state, at least once a month. I think in many areas of the state, people come together. They bring the things that they do or the things that they make their their crafts or their their homemade you know whatever and the the beef and you, know, you name it uh, mushrooms or whatever it is uh, and they uh, they but they buy and they sell these things. They they hang out for a day and. Some people bring hot food to sell. Some people bring uh, hot tea. Some people are sell salsa. doing massages. I mean, there's all kinds of services that are available.
2: And, and most people prefer you to not pay them in dirty fiat. That's
1: that's true. They'll Some will sometimes accept it, but usually people are buying things with the alternatives. And that's really cool. And the more people that we can get together here, the larger that economy can be, the stronger this sort of alternative economy, the alternative to the dollar, can be. I mean, that's just... The bigger we get, the more effective we become. The more we're able to bring other local business owners on board with things like accepting cryptocurrency, because we actually have people who are willing to spend it. Right. So, uh, there's more coming up here. I would recommend checking out the Free State Project if you're a libertarian or a voluntarist. Hour two's coming up.
6: Free Talk
0: Live.
1: Free Talk Live, and we're kicking off the second hour of the program. Phones are open, as always, if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can join us online anytime you want. Just head on over to freetalklive.com. We do have our own social media site. Uh, Apparently, in the news today, there's some talk about Elon Musk suing meta the company formerly known as facebook uh, has apparently sent a letter to mark zuckerberg claiming that uh, he believes that meta has engaged in quote systematic willful and unlawful misappropriation of twitter's trade secrets and other intellectual property now i don't know if there's any basis for this because like What is it that Twitter does that's so special, right? Like, it's just a social media platform where you post microblogs, as I think they're called, and you can share them. I mean, essentially, Mastodon does the exact same thing. And I suspect Twitter isn't suing Mastodon because Mastodon barely exists as an organization. You know, it's just an open source project. Whereas, obviously, Meta has billions and billions of dollars. So I I presume that's what's going on here. If you want to try out Mastodon, we do have our own server. You can go to social.freetalklive.com. You can sign up there. And unlike uh, Meta and Twitter, we don't have any kind of real serious rules on what you can and can't post. There are a couple rules. One of them is we don't want spam so there's actually a question that you have to ask or that you have to answer to get into the server which just simply asks you you know why are you here how did, how did you find us why are you here that kind of thing and uh, if you give an answer that makes you sound like a human being instead of a spam bot then you'll get in. uh the only other rule is no, uh, no, no snitching if you don't like what somebody says then just leave them alone and hit the block button don't report their post to us we don't care if you don't like it uh because you're free to post your opinions over at social.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls here. Pete is in Iowa. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Pete.
7: Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind? So I was calling today just to talk about the uh, pork chops that Bonnie had made, and I wanted to launch the first meme coin on Dash, uh, Digital Cash Network.
1: I don't think you can do that, at least not that I'm aware. I'm pretty sure Dash doesn't have... Uh, tokens.
7: I know it, so it doesn't have an EVM capability to launch a token on it. No, so as, I guess I, it
4: wouldn't, as far as I know so it does so not have misspeak, that.
7: Hmm? So, so I did speak. It wouldn't be on the actual dash network, but it would be in a liquidity pool paired to dash. Okay. So it would directly support it.
1: Okay. So what are you going to call so,
7: it? Bonnie's pork chops free talk live. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, you know, let us know when it it gets listed on CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap.
7: I'll get it on there ASAP and
1: I'll call you guys back. I look forward to it. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for the call tonight. Yeah, I think that realistically, obviously he's joking, but realistically, you don't want to back your cryptocurrency with uh, pork chops because, well, they'll go bad very quickly. And, uh, you know, you don't want to back your cryptocurrency with bananas. You don't want to back it with uh, all kinds of different things that can spoil you want to use? Well, I think precious metals are a pretty good uh, backing for a cryptocurrency.
0: and oh, I'm crypto thinking that's token. probably what what bricks is going to end up doing. They'll st- they'll break. That's how they're going to roll out their uh, CBDC, and oh. their CBDC will be backed by whatever gold holdings they say they have. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if this is going
1: to be rolled into a CBDC. Hmm. That is an excellent question. I I, I know China's already got one. Ones. Yeah, China already has a CBDC. So I that's what makes me think that this is not going to be for the people this uh for those just tuning in we're talking about the bricks gold-backed currency project that apparently is moving forward to some extent we don't know when and where this is going to happen but i don't think china is going to allow its people to get their hands on a an sure actual not. gold-backed no currency so that's why i suspect that this is just going to be for nation states yeah
0: government should be powerful
1: people should be powerless this is what they believe yep Visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. You guys had uh, brought up in the discussion during uh, the first hour about BRICS, uh, talking about North Korea and China, some of the most oppressive countries on the planet. North Korea, generally considered the worst, I think, in the, if you look at like the index of economic freedom, for instance, North Korea is down there at the bottom of the list, down there with Venezuela. Yeah, it pretty much is. Uh, it's like down there with Venezuela, basically. And I think Venezuela ranks higher than North Korea only because you can actually get some statistics from Venezuela from independent sources. And North Korea, you, you just have to take whatever the state gives you. So you have no idea what's actually really going on there from an economic standpoint, unless you can talk to somebody who's managed to escape but every now and then, uh, you do hear news about what is allegedly going on in North Korea. And this one caught my eye recently. It's from the Express over in the UK, express.co.uk. Headline, Kim Jong-un facing revolt as North Koreans call for the U.S. to attack their country. Wow. Though quietly and behind cl- uh, closed doors, North Koreans are turning against Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un in what could see the country crumble? North Korea is described as the hermit kingdom, the world's last fully fledged autocracy. It is presided over by Kim Jong-un, the 39-year-old supreme leader who controls every minute detail of his people, from their being able to travel and wear leather coats to their food supplies and choice of haircut, as you pointed out earlier, Bonnie.
2: No, you pointed out. I just was like really sad about that.
1: No, I pointed I think, that out. Oh, okay, you pointed sorry. out, but it
2: wasn't me. Uh, I never heard of it before until tonight.
1: Now you know. No,
2: and one... I, it just made me sad because, it's like, I tried a new hair style tonight just because I felt like it, and just the idea that you're not even allowed to do things with your own body in nope. that country is very sad.
1: Yeah, you can't. I'm pretty sure you can't wear blue jeans in North Korea, if I recall correctly, as well. But I could be wrong about the detail. Like, there's certain it's just types like of clothes a that are just country club. Yeah, they're not allowed. Just kidding. Uh, No one can leave North Korea and very few can enter, but there are rumbles, murmurs that things might be changing. North Koreans have lived well below the poverty line for decades. The country's infamous famine lasted for four years between 1994 and 1998 and is perhaps one of the most gruesome and heartbreaking tales of a struggle for survival, one which saw stories of cannibalism and pure desperation. Of course, it's worth pointing out the reason why they had a famine is because... Communism
2: yeah, because... Happened in China too uh, With the cannibalism um, mm. Lily, yeah, Tang, Lily Williams, Tang was
1: talking about that wasn't she
2: She said in Sichuan where she grew up mm-hmm. People obviously couldn't Bear to eat their own children but oh, they had God. to eat Something so they would trade children Dead children with their neighbors so they could Eat each other's children And That's not...
1: about as ghoulish as you could possibly get Awful. It's
2: crazy I had never heard that before
1: So yeah communism fails It fails every time and it usually fails in a spectacularly disastrous manner of just unending destruction
0: and death. And it's not the politicians that are going to pay the price unless you're Ceausescu. Yeah, no, they they eat well, typically. Yeah, they eat well. Uh, Ch- the Ceausescu success story was a beautiful one. What is the, that? Uh, they They dragged him and his wife out in front of a brick wall and they just shot him to death. And Who did? The, the, the military, actually. This Russia? This is Romania. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. So you can talk to uh, Virgil about that one if you ever run so across him. So he was the, what, president or something? Yes. And yeah, he was the communist dictator of Romania for decades. Was it and a coup? Was it, it a military fell, coup? Yeah, when it all fell apart, they famously, were, it was mm. all videoed for the world to see. They dragged those, him and his wife out in wow. their fur coats and their opulence, and they dragged him mm. out into the streets and just cut him down. So like five or six guys just him Until fire, then, well. though,
1: he ate really well. I oh, bet. yeah. He
0: was yeah. he he died with a full belly, no doubt. <laughs>
1: The uh, country is at a turning point, its economy continues to shrink, shortages of crucial items are growing, and the population is no longer entirely ignorant of the outside world, thanks to the advent of the internet and social media, despite those things being controlled by the state. And of course, as you know, that you know, we've talked about people smuggling drugs into prisons here in the United States, right? That's a possibility. It happens all the time. You can get drugs in prison. It shows the futility of the war on drugs, right? Like if the point being, if you can't stop drugs from getting into your own high security, uh, maximum security prisons, then how could you ever expect to stop drugs from getting in People's to houses the rest on of the, the country? Yeah. Uh, and so same thing's true in North Korea. You just have to think of North Korea
0: as the prison. There are people in India whose job it is to go down into manholes blind with no light. Into raw sewage to unclog these giant drains, and that is their job. And they hold their breath while under not water but raw sewage until they they swim down in there and then they swim back up out of the manhole cover, and that is their job. Human animal resilience is right, they will do whatever it takes to stay alive. Humans are really dangerous monkeys. Whenever I see that meme about, you know, I don't know if maybe you've seen it, but there's a meme that shows like, you know, this perfect sunny day neighborhood with perfectly mowed manicured lawns. Mm -hmm. And it says it's something it's a I think it's actually a pro gun meme or something. But it says, I have guns because this is an anomaly Mm, like this in the world. yeah, Yeah, like this, this whole, this whole, you know, prosperity and carefree thinking type stuff is an anomaly. And it really is an anomaly like that, that, that hasn't existed throughout time. And the only reason it probably ever really did come into existence is the really hard work of people who were free to do really hard work on their own and keep what they earned and figure out how to spend it the best way they knew how and develop communities around that type of thinking.
1: So, uh, yeah, without an actual famine, you will see the population of any place continue to grow, right? Just because it can subsist on relatively little and uh, without without a famine situation you still have relatively little with famine then you you're literally eating grass and people are dying Uh, but uh, and what they're saying here in this article is they they may be entering similar conditions now in north korea because you do have stories about people starving to death in their own homes and so that is an indicator that the famine may be back Uh, but again it would be very hard to gather what's really going on because there's no real means of reporting on mm-hmm. on north korea with the exception of the occasional rumor or whatever it is that people claim uh Mong suk one of these uh, three people that they spoke to the market trader used to own a relatively booming medicine business earning enough to keep herself afloat she now struggles to feed herself and her family so she started to sell smuggled medicines it would prove to be the biggest risk of her life.
2: think there is really underground markets in even the most closed down of economies anywhere. Of
1: course. Mm-hmm. In fact, that was what when we did have the people from uh, Liberty in North Korea that you mentioned come to Keene and speak. They were doing a speaking tour all around the country and we invited them here and they came Uh because anybody that's willing to listen, they're willing to talk. For sure. And they were talking about the, I think it's a documentary entitled The Jang Madang Generation, or it might be a book, one or the other, maybe both. Uh, but Jang Madang means underground market, basically, and or black market. And they were talking about how, at the time at least, now whether this is true now, I don't know. But at the time, I was giving uh, Kim Jong-un credit because he was looking the other way about these black markets because they're illegal right like if you're selling underground medicines or you're selling underground whatever food that's the definition yeah it's you're you're breaking the law and so they were letting people know that these things were happening without really any penalty and the reason was supposedly the reason was because kim jong-un knew that the state system was failing people he couldn't Imagine this, like we talked earlier about how Kim Jong Un went to college in Europe. So the idea being that let's just speculate that Kim Jong Un isn't as much of a monster as his father and his grandfather were. He was raised. Uh, he's in his. He's 39 now. So in the 1990s during the famine, he would have been a teenager. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't. You know, unless they completely kept him from it, like uh, like the story of the Buddha, where he was completely. Uh, cut off from the actual from seeing the horrors of what was going on with the people of his country if he was aware of it then he may have internalized that at some level and then when he took control of the country the theory was that well maybe he's looking the other way on purpose maybe the black markets are being allowed to operate because he knows this is how people are eating renee is on the line in louisiana go ahead renee
6: yeah, I mean, uh, I want to know what you think about uh, self-defense. I mean, it, it costs, and there's governments, and there's people out there like, uh, you know, human history is full of things that's happened. Like, the, the the, the beauty of the Viking invasion was there's no self-defense for their victims. You know, they got away what they want till finally self-defense was Beautiful. initiated. Yeah, I think he's well, saying it was say beautiful, beautiful for, but the, for them, it was, not for the darn victim. Yeah, the but domination. So I sorry.
1: didn't
2: think he thought it well, was well, great, I just thought it was a weird word to use.
6: Yeah, well, I mean, they got away with it so easily and so successfully cause, uh, until self-defense appeared and then their, their age was gone. And then you just have plain old small-time piracy because the, the, the Vikings were pirates. But anyhow, they are... Uh, there's many schemes self-defense. It costs money, you know, governments do it. They got good governments and bad governments, but you got to have it unless you want to be like Lichtenstein. And the. Uh, if I could say, the Jeho- Je- Jehovah Witnesses love Lichtenstein because they don't believe in joining the military, they hate the military. But Lichtenstein lives under the umbrella of Austria, mm-hmm. other European countries, and the Pope, being there to behead the other European countries to protect the existence of Liechtenstein. So well, Liechtenstein, even you know, what have it? an army does. Okay.
2: Well, I don't think that you need the government to have a military.
1: You could have a private defense force, is what you're saying?
2: Yeah, and well, everybody I mean, being uh, armed themselves is a militia, like the, like the military is what militia means.
1: Renee, I think you said you wanted to ask a question about self-defense, and then you just kind of went off about oh, it. So I don't
6: really no, sure. feel what y'all got to say about that, because once again, there were before that was the Wagner Group and Kellogg Brown and Root and Blackwater, that was Rogers Rangers. They were hard by the infrastructure, the colonial infrastructure. You're talking about mercenaries and the mercs. Yeah, yeah, but Rogers Rangers was one of the earliest hard by the Americans. But okay. the, problem the Pinkerton with men, I think, were
1: weapons. private investigators, private cops, right?
6: Yeah, but the mm-hmm. problem with private m- militaries is they don't have big weapons to, to, to go against state sponsored weapons and armies. I mean, some, go most to dangerous, some
0: of the most dangerous fighting forces are small heavily trained huge pains in the butt and sometimes they're not even heavily trained they're just armed and they have focus and they have an axe to grind those are the most, most recently look at
1: afghanistan the- <laughs> i mean like you got essentially a group uh, of cave dwellers who-
6: in america though it's
2: a really rude way to call it call them every time you bring up afghanistan Ian.
1: I mean, it's not untrue in some cases. You've got a, a group yeah, of relatively... Some of
2: them may have dwelled in cages unsophisticated. or caves,
1: but... You've got a group of unsophisticated fighters who are willing to put it all on the line, willing to uh, suicide bomb if need be, setting up IEDs. Uh, running uh, trucks with bomb, you know with explosives into them into key points and running out the okay. most well-funded, okay. largest military on the planet after yep. 20 years. A few times. Yeah. They did the U.S., they did yeah. Russia. They, they did, did Russia as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right and about that. And
6: that was self-defense. Can I, can I comment about Afghanistan? Yes, sir. In world history, Afghanistan's been invaded about... Uh, A million times. I believe seven times. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alexander Macedon, three times with the British... The British had two somewhat, one very successful attack on Afghanistan. They went in there, they raided, they came out. One time they went in there, tried to occupy, they got watered down like the Russians and the Americans. And, uh, of course, you had Russia, you had America. I believe that's about it. The British three times, Alexander, Macedon, America, and Russia. Mm -hmm. With America and Russia, you had opposing forces, They were the most probably still did it, but you had opposing forces helping them, like the CIA helping Afghanistanis, and then the uh, Iranians helping the Afghanistanis against the Americans. But the thing is, how would you deal with private armies if people don't want to show up? I mean, you know. You still have to have government, somebody say, look, you signed up or you pay taxes or you live here. We need somebody here to come help us out.
2: They would just have an agreement for why they joined. Like, you'll get this out of it and they would it would have to be something that they would want. I don't think maybe even just defending themselves would be the thing they wanted.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about we're talking about national defense here, right? Like, that's the question. Okay, so if we're talking about national defense We're talking about people actually defending their own homes and the homes of their neighbors and and their families. We're not talking about sending a a military squad over to some other country here, right? So if we're talking about national defense, then I don't think you're going to have a problem with people showing up.
0: The United States has the—I just got done saying in the break that I'm pretty sure North Korea has the largest standing army in the world. It's like a million standing infantrymen. But that's an organized army. If you want to talk about truly the largest military force in the world, by far, no contest is the American people. Let's talk to Skeeter. He's in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Go ahead, Skeeter.
7: Hey, I heard you guys. Well, I heard the new guy demonizing uh, politicians. But uh, the true evil is brought about the uh, perverted incentives of the voters. Since that's who they're catering to. I say uh, democracy is a type of market experiment, even though it's doomed to fail i also have criticism about your strategy secession, but i'll bring these topics up for another debate at another time i I I really
2: really like how he just like keeps going and going and going like did matt have something to say about that thing he was criticizing what matt said
1: matt's not new by the way matt's been here many times but over he years. hasn't had to
2: deal with the mosquito skeeter
1: yet. is new to the show so he's well, i'm new never... to thursday nights i've never been on a thursday you've been night on before here yeah on a
2: thursday yeah, you have, have I? before
1: jay noon was in you were pretty regular oh that's right thursday, thursday was nights, the night, yeah right. but skeeter's new to the show so all right skeeter yeah i get what you're saying bonnie uh i don't know if there was, he was much just rambling for matt to he just res-
2: said three different topics yeah, i don't like... know if there
1: really was much for matt to respond to in that he said
2: that the, the government isn't the problem it's the voters
7: it's this, it's really the system that that perverts both. But uh, so I kind of don't I kind of you know look on the voters and uh, politicians more favorably, less cynically than he does. And so I really was hoping to uh, bring up some clarification and closure about my government is a monopoly on justice statement. So 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 I'm reading at the moment and dispel your mischaracterization that government is simply a monopoly on violence or aggression. I didn't think you'd fight me so much on it, so I didn't prepare my statement with a lot of detail. So, let me so now you're just going to read from a book. It's uh, more efficient because, uh, you know, there's things you wanted more detail. Because I tried to, I didn't think you'd fight me on it, so I I made it as brief as possible without detail, and I didn't think like. What book are you calendar, reading from? This is this is this is my own uh, writing. So oh, I your I own writing. yeah. I just did it I just did it uh, today.
2: No, you see, this is worse a... because it's like, we want to have a conversation. If you're just reading, it's worse than when you just call into monologue. Yeah.
1: How many sentences are we talking about here, Skeeter?
2: It's only a few. Right?
7: Okay. I mean, it's going to be quick. It's quick enough for you to just process and you can... you can.
1: Okay, that, and you're yeah. so you're going to argue that government is something besides a monopoly on violence here?
7: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And okay. I'll explain to my other statement what I made, monopoly on justice and why it's, it's a better characterization. So uh, let me explain the matter and put this matter to bed, right? Government isn't a monopoly on violence or aggression. It's a monopoly on justice. Legislation, that means legislation and enforcement. And it isn't a monopoly per se, meaning monopoly isn't what truly defines government, meaning monopolistic competition isn't inherent in how it provides a a good or service. Government is only a monopoly in the goods and services that the market fails to provide namely that's false and- yeah,
2: that's a ridiculous claim uh, the
1: market provides all kinds of services that the government would all would like to monopolize but in some areas does not
2: the market would provide these things if the government didn't have the monopoly on using violence and that's what everybody means when they say that now you understand skeeter oh, right i suspect he doesn't don't, understand. You, don't you change your view or, or like because you see evidence like counter to what you uh you used to believe or are you just going to keep rambling the same thing no matter what you hear come from us and at that point i don't see the point of having a conversation with you
7: i just got to transition into listening mode so i was just into reading i wasn't even listening to what i was saying uh so i don't even know what i was saying at that point when you challenged me but uh, can, let me just finish and then remember this point and bring it back if you can Okay, because I'm not even listening to myself. I'm just trying to get my points across. But how is this it's more
2: efficient? Because yeah, it's this a more efficient a- way to have a conversation if you can't even like hear what you're saying.
1: Back to the story here from the Granite State Matters Group: the attack piece against the Free State Project, the latest one. They say, but they're serious about their plans. Free Staters have been moving to the state for two decades, and when presidential candidates start showing up at their fair, they think Mm -hmm. they're nearing their goal. And then they point out the different people that showed up. Like never thought of it as a fair. She's been out of shape because Robert Robert Kennedy is a Democrat. Yeah. Well, she also mentions the Republicans like uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, and then another Democrat, Dennis Kucinich. Apparently, was there. Uh, She says that goal, or he, whoever the author doesn't say. That goal is to make everyone in New Hampshire free, free of rules, and free of laws. Also, free of government-issued currency, public schools, public libraries, zoning regulations, speed limits, drug laws, and environmental regulations. Sounds like she's done her research here. It seems pretty
0: accurate. Uh, As usual, uh, she's advertising magnificently for us. us.
2: (laughs) This um, must be the same person that made this meme that went around a little bit ago. It was... Free Staters cutting off branches of a tree, mm-hmm. and it, it said something like "New Hampshire public good" at yeah, the top, and yeah. they were cutting off things like environmental funding, yeah. school, public school funding, and and you know they were trying to say that make that mean as if it was Scary. a bad thing, and yeah. we were Taxes. sharing it because it was awesome.
1: Yeah, I love it when they do this for
2: cutting us. cutting down the branches of a bloated government.
1: It would be up to individuals to come together and reach a consensus on which private company they want to pay to build and maintain their roads, bridges, and sewers. Quote, oppressive democracies would disappear and the free market would resolve all difficulties through laws of supply and demand.
2: Yeah, we hate sewer workers.
1: (laughs) It's a flavor of libertarianism uh, one step up from anarchy. It's called anarcho-capitalism. The model they hold up for their society is the Wild West. In Lancaster, New Hampshire, at the private campground where Porkfest is held, anarcho-capitalism ruled. Some practitioners prefer the name agorism— agora is greek for marketplace agorism denies that the government has the right to ban legislator tax any consensual exchange of goods or services they believe they have the right to smuggle people into the country own prohibited weapons employ children sell drugs procure sexual Wait, the services Democrats
2: are really that was the end of that beginning statement just that we shouldn't have the right to s- s- smuggle people into the country
1: uh, a
2: democrat saying that's a little shocking
1: yeah, that's people should saying. be allowed to cross border. A lot of Democrats uh, support restrictions on borders. I mean, look at what oh, look at what Biden does. i almost called him yeah, O'Biden. Biden. Uh, <laughs> look at what Biden does.
2: Yeah, he's terrible on the border.
1: Right? Uh, shoppers at Pork were offered discounts for using cryptocurrency or gold coins, but the FSP's keen New Hampshire poster ch- poster child of cryptocurrency was not present. Ian Freeman is currently serving ten years in prison. Where did she get that for money laundering? <laughs> conspiracy. Holy cow, are are He was you- present. <laughs> Are you like a government <laughs> robot
0: put here to do the show? While uh, uh, the real Ian is in serving
1: general? a prison sentence of ten years for conspiracy to launder money, operating an unlicensed money transmitting business, and tax evasion. But yet here
2: I sit. It's all public too. That's the thing about like people who. It's one thing if you're just a person on the street and you're misinformed about Ian Freeman's situation. Like, yeah, I don't blame fine. you sure. at all. But if you're writing a report about a thing, it's yeah. all public. It's it's Not available hard to find. To find. Let yeah. me
0: tell you something. I want you know we're always trying to get people to move to New Hampshire for their own freedom and to help us here get even more freedom make this even better than it already is. Right. This Granite State matters, Granite State Progress whatever they call themselves in, in the minute. Um they're always advertising for us like mm-hmm. this. They make us like it, this sounds like when they're complaining it sounds like something out of a, out of a dream for a libertarian that's living in in New York State, and I'll tell you what: for those of you who do decide to move to New Hampshire, even if you just come to scout it and check it out and see what it's all about, which I which I did uh, this week in 2010, um, when you get here, one of the most fun things you can do, you can go to a Democrat meeting where Zandra Hawkins <laughs> is speaking, and I'm not kidding. Because you walk in there and it's wall to wall 75 year old Democrats mm-hmm. and she's basically a, a an actual commie infiltrator on a on, on probably Soros's payroll on mm-hmm. somebody's payroll for sure. It's her, this is her living. Um, and she's talking to them and trying to turn them against, you know, anything freedom oriented and definitely against free staters. And you sit in that audience and you stand up. And you ask her hard questions. Dress as a Democrat. Wear a wear a, a flannel shirt and some khakis, and look like you pulled in in a twenty year old Volvo. And <laughs> you got a an Obama sticker on your car, and it's aging, you know.
2: Uh, Act Steven as if
0: now you're one that. of them and stand up and ask questions about why you should hate these people or oh, yeah. why, how would how would an increase in this tax help us? and <laughs> I think this person who wrote this is actually not, Zandra, but, not.
1: uh Well, th- there's more Jeannie than one Deitch? of them, but Xandra's kind is of the ringleader, name, you think? know? Yeah, she's the so, ringleader. I had to scroll what? all the way down to the bottom of the story and the copyright on the the claimed copyright is from genie's journal and i think genie deech is the likely author here uh a little bit more so she says i'm in prison for 10 years Uh, by the way for those that are paying attention you know i haven't yet been sentenced for the victimless crimes that i was found guilty of at a jury that you didn't do yeah so that's a whole other story
0: you just heard highlights from the latest episode of free talk live You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.